real highlight here is the employee satisfaction. Imagine you will be promoted and the job title is not updated, the payroll is not updated, or let's say needed to be maintained manually in the background. And doing the analysis, there were different actors in the process not giving their approval, a lot of country-specific configurations, and a lot of small process variances. First idea we had was to look into that data with the technology of prediction. So for this, we played a lot with artificial intelligence and machine learning. The result was where we were able to identify different risk indicators of the process. We presented this to the operational team. What you see here are the top five processes which will fail this week. Are you ready to bet? Welcome to the Hack the Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to digital world-class performance. How has pharmaceutical giant Sanofi used technology to transform their human resource operation and improve the way they manage talent? I'm Vin Kumar, a principal at the Hackett Group leading our AI and digital operations and on this week's Business Acceleration Podcast, we talked to the head of Process Intelligence, Christian Miller, Sanofi's Workday Employee Experience and Product Manager, Maria Elena Castillo, and Sanofi's People Services Head of Employee Lifecycle and Solutions, Christine Van Hertum, about their cutting-edge effort. Sanofi won a digital award from the Hackett Group in 2023 for their impressive work. Welcome to you all. Yes, thank you very much for having us here. Thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here with you to share our great success. Christian, maybe you want to start with just a quick introduction or the description of the process that you were trying to improve using technology. Yes, absolutely. So the process we focused at was the job change process. And the job change process is related to all kinds of changes within the employee life cycle. So promotion, demotion, lateral move to a new position. So really a process which is executed 25,000 times a year. And it's a process which meets each employee sooner or later within the career. And we tackled this process, improved this process, and Spoilers, we improved the process duration time by 83%. And maybe do we want to start with what the challenge was, what you were trying to solve, and then we can talk about what the solution was, what the value it delivered, and kind of future plans. That's kind of what we have for the session today. But I will kind of open up a question to who wants to answer is kind of talk about what the challenge you were facing that you are trying to address? So yes, part of the challenges that we faced before we started with the project, first of all, there was a lack of full picture. So we knew that the reality was that we had the strong need to improve the process, to simplify it. We knew that it was too complex, too long. There was a lot of actors in the middle of the process, but the issue that we have was the complexity because Sanofi is present in a lot of countries around the world, more than 70. So the reality in those countries were different from one country to the other one. So we had a super bottleneck, but we didn't know how to attack that giant. 
Another thing that it was very challenging to start with the project was the lack of governance. We didn't have a specific team in charge of this end-to-end process for a worker, for an employee who had the need to move position or to be transferred. So we had to join synergies between HR, business HR, HR services, digital. It was a combination of all these times to get all these teams together, combining the technology with the functional knowledge from operational teams. So then there was an HR transformation who was like acted as facilitator of all this transformation. But we will speak about it after when we share the solution. Thank you, Maria Elena. And and if I may compete, one of the biggest challenge was compliance because data was not updated in due time. And of course, it had a lot of impacts, not only on compliance, but on payroll because data needed to be changed with retroactive dates, meaning a lot of corrections in payroll. Employees were unsatisfied because the changes were not visible in the system in due time neither. And of course, it impacted as well, for example, the approval flows. If an employee was still reporting to the previous manager, while it should have been approved by the new manager, so it was causing really a lot of dissatisfaction a lot of workloads of correction, sending back the processes to the person who needed to correct it. And also, as I mentioned, on payroll. And that's where we really knock at the door of process excellence, telling them, okay, Christian, do you have a solution to visualize the loops and the bottlenecks? And I will let Christian explain, of course, the solution he was offering us to visualize the bottlenecks and the loops. So thank you very much for this. And I think real highlight here is the employee satisfaction, as you said, Christine. So imagine as an employee, you will be promoted and the job title is not updated. The payroll is not updated or let's say needed to be maintained manually in the background. So a huge risk on employee satisfaction. So really something no one of us wants. And having also the team in the background being very yeah, reactive instead of proactive in the daily operations. So that was the situation we, we found when we started our analysis. So we looked with our team and what we found very fast was data, of course. So the underlying system was Workday and the processes are documented pretty well with timestamps. So we decided to look into the process with the technology of process mining, extracting the data, visualizing the process and doing the analysis. What we have seen here is that there were different actors in the process not giving their approval, a lot of country-specific configurations, different initiators initiating the process. So the process was considered as management self-service, but in real life, we have seen that there are many other actors starting the process and that the managers are the smallest population initiating these processes. And we have seen a lot of small process variances, process going into loops and bottlenecks within the workflow. So the first idea we had was to look into that data with the technology of uh, prediction. So the idea was to take the data from the past two years and applying prediction analysis to predict how the cases will run in the future. So a little bit like the weather forecast. So we wanted to see based on data from the past, 
how the particular process will behave in the future. So for this, we played a lot with, and this is also what we wanted. <laughs> we wanted to play with artificial intelligence and we did both in parallel. Uh, we worked with machine learning, artificial intelligence, and also with a statistic model to see how we can get the insights out of it. Yeah, so the result was a very nice dashboard where we were able to identify different risk indicators of the process. And I remember pretty well when we presented this to the operational team. So usually when I'm showing result of process mining projects to our customers, everyone is super relaxed because it is past data. Whatever we do, we cannot change it. But it was very nice when we showed, hey, this is a dashboard. And what you see here are the top five processes which will fail this week based on data. Are you ready to bet? <laughs> we can tell you the risk identificators we have identified in the background. So the motivation was totally different. And we had some iterations with the operational team, getting feedback from them to improve this model and to even make the prediction and the forecast more reliable. What we also figured out was that I would say there were top five exercises which were solving 80% of the problems. So we had a very nice brainstorming session where we were dreaming about automation, bot, automatic emails, reminder emails to be sent. But that was also the moment where we looked at each other and we said, hey guys, what we're doing here. So we, we really have a lot of fun with this AI and analytics topics. But what we really see here is that the process has really a very, very bad design on the ground. And we should not put now more automation, prediction, and all of these pretty cool stuff on it when we can solve the problem on the ground. So it was not easy for us to stop all of these technical analysis things and artificial intelligence things because we, as I said, had really fun with playing with that around. But the answer for all the problems was a real redesign, a user-centric real design on the ground of the process. And Christian, that was kind of what was very interesting when we were looking at, you know, when you won the award, was you did all this prediction. Everybody wants to do these things, predict a problem before it occurs. You're using all these cool technologies, but then you resisted following that path and coming back to simplifying it and coming and putting up simplification, simplified process and technology to en enable that simplified process rather than quote-unquote chasing the cool, the next technical solution. Maybe this is a great segue to talk about what was the solution, why did you decide on that solution? I know you've already started talking about it. I think that will help the listeners to understand how you went about it. Yeah, I think what we can say is really that, as you mentioned, we decided really to stop, step back clean the table, I would say, and really redesign the process. But for that, we really needed to first show to our stakeholders, the deciders, where we need to improve and to simplify. And with the use of process mining, it was really the visualization of the bottlenecks. And that was an eye-opener. Without that, I'm not sure we would have been able to change the mindset and tell the stakeholders we really need to simplify, get rid of unnecessary steps because simplification starts with removing unnecessary steps. And when everything is clean, then we can automate 
and move to the digital parts of it. But Maria Elena, of course, digital, you can talk better on that part than I will do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. So yeah, as Christine was mentioning, so these removing steps were part of the challenge that we have to face because as I, as we mentioned at the beginning, the processes were different country to country. So from digital side, we had to analyze each of the steps, where all those steps were and for the different countries and remove localization things. So the approach that we took was and the decision was to go for a global approach. So we harmonize among the all countries uh, how the process were supposed to be. Not only that, but also as Christine was mentioning, we remove a lot of administrative tasks who was used to be assigned to HR business partners. And that's why we were saying that it was part of an HR transformation because sometimes you can put a great tool, a great technology, but if you do not do a change management uh, uh, plan and you don't communicate and also you don't change the roles and responsibilities, it's very hard to put it in practice and to last this project, to make it real and to last long and reliable in the time. So we remove a lot of steps. We took out steps that were in HR hands and we put it and transfer it. Not all those steps that were there and we simplify only into one to HR services. We empower managers to be the responsible for their own data in the system. So they were the responsible to keep well updated the organization of their scope. So uh, we had to do a strong communication here as well. The change management, again, was key because they need to train all managers and to prepare them to what the system was going to look like starting from now. So to do so, we simplify the system in a way that first screens that the manager see, we simplify with essential information that we knew that manager may know. And we take out all the fields that were very administrative things that manager in general doesn't know, and we transfer the responsibility to the HR services. We also put at disposal of managers a bot, so where they bought, where they were able to ask directly and interact with this artificial intelligence directly, instead of trying to look and figure it out how to start this process that we're talking about. Correct. And perhaps what we can also add is that one of the key elements as well of the success was really to have all the needed actors around the table, asking them as well to test the process before implementing it. Because of course, if we simplify a process, we implement it without first checking with those who will use it, we might end up with a process which is not sustainable. So that was also part of the approach to make sure, for example, that the operational team are buying the new process. Maybe a question for you, Christian, is what technology components did you use to solve for this simplified process? I know it was based on Workday, but maybe you want to share something on it. So we used QPR process mining to do the analysis. And when it came to the prediction topic, we also developed things. We looked with Python and, and played with a couple of other technologies to build the prediction model, let's say, and loading it back into, into the QPR tool. What we also did once the final design of the process was made in BPMN, we loaded this as well to the process mining tool and used the conformance functionality of the tool. So really, we had already the as is picture, how is the process executed in real life. And 
after the user-centric approach, we really know how do we want to have the process being executed. And it was a huge rollout. It took more than a year. So a lot of configuration country by country in Workday. And the technology, again, helped us to monitor. Is the process expected how it should be processed? So how is the change management by country? Excellent. Thank you, Christian. Maybe we can move to what was the value delivered? I think it's apparent, and I know, Christian, you shared something earlier on, on the percentage of kind of manager self-care, self-service, but anyone kind of wants to talk about what was the value your employees, your stakeholders, your functional owners kind of got from this solution that you put and transformation you did? Yeah, I can give some figures, definitely. So as you mentioned, of course, employee satisfaction is much higher because data now is completed in due time by approximately 95%, which is really fantastic. Managers are as well uh, very satisfied to finally be able to do the changes by themselves without the administrative burden. And the manager satisfaction is around 75%. But most importantly, I would say that we also freed human resources of the administration by 95%, which means that they can now focus on strategic partnership. This is really key. And there is also, of course, as I mentioned already, the compliance. We have less red flags from the auditors when they are checking if the process is followed correctly. And the conformance is also really helping us in fine-tuning some minor rules. So really, those are the added value that the simplification is bringing because it keeps bringing the added value. In addition to my role, I'm also a manager heading a team of 10 people. So I can also share from the manager's perspective. What I really appreciate was also the redesign of the form of initiating the process. So in the past, I remember there were a lot of questions asked from me as a manager. I needed to look at first, while later on in the process, people on HR services and HR side already had this information and were able to edit the number of approval steps was incredibly reduced. And now it's two. And in some cases, it was up to eight approvals. And really the acceleration of the cycle time. So uh, that's what we also have proven and measured more than 83% improvement in the cycle time of executing a job change process. So I, I can also speak as a manager that there is really a huge improvement. So it's really something the managed population can feel. And it really feels like giving time back to the business. So I know you won the award in 2023. This was kind of put in place. Anything on what, any changes, any upgrades you've taken to the uh, version 2.0 and what's kind of the future in line for employee services that you're thinking about? And the question everybody's asking today is, are you incorporating any of the AI stuff? I know you did a lot of things with the predicted side. Anything on the generative AI that you're planning to add that you want to share and talk about? So from a process perspective, I can tell you that we keep trying to improve based on the managers and other users' feedback. 
we are already looking into another business process to be streamlined and simplified. We keep feeding the Q&A because, of course, there are new cases popping up here and there. So it's really in constant evaluation, amendments, etc. But as I mentioned, that's from a process perspective. And I know that uh, Maria Elena is keeping an eye on any digital possible improvement on that part as well. Yeah, definitely. We are also, once we finish with the project now, as a second phase, what we are trying to put the focus is in making it better the look and feel of the notifications, because something that we didn't mention, but it was part of the project as well. Like Not only we remove steps, that the administrative step to confirm or to approve, we replace those steps by sending notification, by sending an email from Workday to the actors who should be inform about the process. So now what we are doing is improving and make it fancy, the message for easy to be read by the all the stakeholders who should be involved. So we are reshaping those in terms of where they are specifically for the change of that we were mentioning. But uh, with Christine, we are working on other business processes, as she was mentioning, and the approach will be something similar to reduce steps and to check if we can replace manual step by uh, automatic notifications and so on. On a process intelligence side, we really have tasted blood with all of these data and artificial intelligence stuff. So we are leveraging this Lighthouse project also to other end-to-end processes within the company. And we are now working together with uh, purchase to pay on the accounts payable process and looking here how we can support with uh, prediction. When it comes to processing invoices, we also pretty much look into process insights. So how we can use all of the new opportunities of artificial intelligence to get insights of the process about how to improve, how to measure, and how to manage to make the processes really ready for the future. From a jury perspective, what we liked about this particular application and why you got the award was... And it's sometimes very hard is to simplify, make it easier to do it and intuitive to do it. So it is a complex process in a large organization like yourselves to do these things. And so how do you, you are able to just not chase the latest technology, chase a technical solution, but you really simplified it. And to do that, you had to apply a lot of technology to do it. But the objective was all about simplification, making it easy for your managers, for the employee that experienced to do that, and how you incorporate technology behind the scenes. They didn't even know they had. It's not uh, to do that. So those were some of the reasons why we felt this particular application deserved the digital award. So we're looking forward for you to be participating in this. It's a great story that we have. And and again, thank you very much for all of you to, one, take the effort to participate, to share it with our clients to do it. And again, thank you very much for sharing your journey. Our pleasure. Thanks to you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. You can find audio, a transcript of each episode, and other resources at podcast.thehackettgroup.com. If you like this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe on your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We welcome your feedback by rating this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast.thehackettgroup.com. The Hackett Group is a leading benchmarking, research advisory, and strategic consultancy. 
that enables organizations to achieve digital world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your transformation journey at www.thehacketgroup.com.